in a very short statement, it's time. I've had a wonderful uh, experience working at the Albany Institute for, um, I usually say, decades. Hi there, it's WAMC News Director Ian Pickus. And on this episode of the WAMC News Podcast, my conversation with Tamis Groft. The Albany Institute of History and Art Executive Director just announced she will retire. In the position since 20... In the position since 2013, Groft began at the Downtown Museum as an intern in 1976. She became chief curator in 1987 and deputy director in 2000. She will remain in the job through the transition to a successor. She called being executive director the job of a lifetime. The museum's Board of Elections will launch a national search for a new director. I spoke with Groft on Thursday. Um, Congratulations, and why did you decide uh, now is the time to go? Ah, well, thank you very much. Um, I suppose in a, in a very short statement, it's time. I've had a wonderful uh, experience working at the Albany Institute for, um, I usually say decades, uh, until um, somebody counted the years, 45 years, when you think about that, then you say to yourself, it's time. But I've had a great time working at the museum, and it is bittersweet because I enjoy my job as much as I did one many years ago and as I do today. How did you first catch on there as an intern? Uh, well, I went to a graduate school and uh, in museum studies and American folklore and the New York State Council on the Arts, which is a state funding organization, had internships and I applied for an internship to come to the Albany Institute. And you've been there ever since? I have. Uh, I did spend, uh, I was first started as an intern and then was the assistant curator for uh, exhibitions and collections. And then while I was working for the Albany Institute, I worked as the curator at the Governor Nelson A. Rockefeller collection at the Empire State Plaza. And I did that for about seven years. The Albany Institute had a contract with the state of New York to take curate, take care of the 92 works of contemporary art at the plaza. So I spent some time down there as well. What did you like about this particular institute and this particular uh, area that kept you here so long? Uh, Well, you know, the Albany Institute is a museum of art and history. And that is fairly unusual. Usually you have a historical society or an art museum. And what the Albany Institute has done since its founding in 1791 is not only collect uh, objects and materials, but also the stories and the papers associated with them. So what what I love about the Albany Institute is you you can have an object and you uh, say for example it would be a cast iron stove sort of my favorite and we may know uh, who made the stove who uh, who owned the stove uh, who donated it to, to the Albany Institute so that what we do best at the Albany Institute is tell stories with the objects and of course everything has some sort of documented relationship to the art history and culture of the upper Hudson Valley. So that just adds to the richness. So you can use an object in an exhibit one year and tell one story, and you can use the same object in another type of an exhibit another year and tell a completely different story. Has the role of the Institute in uh, our city and our civic life 
uh, changed in the time you've been there, do you think? Uh, well, the, you know, the Albany Institute has been around since 1791. Uh, we have changed our location seven times. We've changed our name seven times. And I always like to say it really is a reflection of the change in the needs of our community. So in the last, um, uh, the time that I've been here at the Albany Institute, there's been a, a tremendous amount of effort of learning more about the collections so that the collections were uh, recatalogued so that we spent a lot of time researching the collection and bringing in experts so that we had the correct and most updated information. And the, the second piece that is always very important is working with the community and understanding and engaging with the community to see what people are interested in. And we've done numerous surveys and uh, activities where we, you know, ask people about the exhibits that we're doing and, you know, whether they like uh, the, 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 um, uh, the label copy or the design. So, you know, interacting with your community and the development of exhibits. And the other thing that we have worked on is doing a number of community exhibitions. So, for example, we did a show on photographs related to the Beatles and, you know, we also asked the community to send to lend to us their precious Beatles memorabilia uh, so that we could exhibit that right along with uh, the photographs of the Beatles. And we did a similar thing with uh, a, an exhibition called Triple Play, which was a baseball exhibition. Now, was that that and, one? Yeah, I remember that. I remember, and I think it was very exciting. I think while you were there, somebody came in. Uh, they came in to see the exhibit, and they said they had this terrific uh, 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 piece of uh, memorabilia from a uh, stadium, and uh, they donated it right then and there. So community-based exhibitions where you can engage with the community and people are uh, involved in the exhibition is uh, very exciting. So what will you do next uh, after you leave? What are your plans? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we all have long lists of things uh, to do, but, you know, coming out of this uh, pandemic, uh, there are a lot of uh, family and friends that uh, we have already lined up uh, to go and visit, and I have a wonderful renovation project uh, at the house, so I'm excited about that. And then, of course, as a lifelong museum person, I've got lots of uh, lists of museums and shows to see not only in this, literally around the world. Do you have a favorite, not counting the Albany Institute? Ah, <laughs> you know, uh, you know that's, a, that's an interesting question. You know, every museum is different and all of the exhibits are different. Um, museums that I go to on a regular basis, you know, I have to say I will never... I will always enjoy going to the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York just for the range of materials, the exhibits, the programs, and there's always more to see. Uh, which of the two mummies will you be taking with you? <laughs> Ankh and Fenmut, of course. <laughs> That's the, the so, priest? 
that is the priest who is also a, we determined, uh, is a sculptor, and we were able to determine that when we did the exhibition, uh, The Mystery of the Albany Mummies, because we were able to uh, do CAT scans and x-rays of the mummies, and, uh, and we were able to t- figure out who he was and what he did, and it confirmed what the coffin that we have at the Albany Institute reported about his life. Um, if you had to give your successor one piece of advice uh, about being the executive director of this institution, what would it be? Uh, what I think is exciting about uh, living and working in our region are all the stories that uh, can be told, ranging from history and art and the richness of the Hudson Valley, the richness of the art traditions, You know, starting from 18th century Hudson Valley portraits, the first American Uh, School of Art to the Hudson River School, so getting to know that. And then when you think about the vibrancy of all of the uh, artwork that is being created today, uh, not only shown in galleries and museums, but throughout our city streets. So I think the vibrancy of the art and history in our region is very exciting. Well, Tamis Groft, congratulations uh, on the announcement of your retirement as executive director at the Albany Institute of History and Art. And I'm sure you've got a lot to do uh, before your last day. So thank you so much for taking this time for us. Thanks a lot. All right. That does it for this episode of the WAMC News Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Ian Pickus. Pickus.